So good afternoon. This is your sister Liberty here. So today I want to present a message about how God is married to the backsliders. And so many times this walk of faith, it can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. You know, our commitment to Jesus Christ does not end with baptism. Many people They come to the Lord Jesus Christ and they commit their lives, their hearts, their ways to him and they get baptized. But many people, they stop right there, you know, not really understanding that baptism, that's just the first step towards your commitment to God. That's the first step. That's not the end. It doesn't stop there. This walk of faith is a day-to-day commitment, a day-to-day sacrifice, a surrendering of your heart and your mind, you know, taking up your cross daily and denying self. And so it can get challenging along the way, but we have to be, we have to be the sons of God, the people of God who were willing to fight through, were willing to press through, We're willing to endure the race, you know, no good racer or, you know, someone running a race. They're not going to start the race and then drop out like in the middle, you know, the first two minutes. You have people that do that and it shows that they were not fit for the race. You know, it got hard. It got really, really hard. Their legs started burning. They started losing their breath. They ran out of energy You know, they got discouraged because maybe the person who they were in front of passed them. And so they began to lose sight of the 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 prize, lose sight of the finish line. And so they dropped out of the race or they quit. And so in this walk, many people have dropped out. Many people have gave up, you know, thrown in the towel, pawned their rings that the Lord gave them in his commitment to them. Many people have given up, but God is so merciful. His word says that he is married to the backsliders. You know, the Lord pursued after the children of Israel for several years after they continue, continuously committed adultery, committed sin against the Lord, even after he chastised them, he corrected them, He afflicted them. He took some of their lives. You know, we see this throughout the Old Testament of how he constantly pursued after his relationship with them. And many times they rejected him. There would be a moment where, you know, they would get afflicted and they would cry out or they would lose a war war, or they would lose a war or they would lose a battle. And then they would cry out to God. And he always answered them. He always responded. Whenever they would cry out, he responded. And they would go right back to committing committing adultery on the Lord because their hearts were elsewhere. You know, a lot of a lot of their hearts were connected to the idols that they brought into their land. And so in today's world. Many believers, because this walk gets hard or it gets complicated or too much or it wasn't what they thought, they go back 
they go back. It makes me think about the different types of ground in Matthew. Matthew talks about that, I believe, in chapter 13. The different types of ground, you know, you have those that fall by the wayside. You have those that um, fall on stony ground. You have those that fall among thorns. And then you have those that fall upon good ground. And so the type of ground, the best ground that I could compare a backslider to is the one that falls on stony ground. You know, they they hear the word or they hear the message. The gospel is preached to them. You know, they're excited about learning about who God is and what Jesus did. And they want to give their lives to the Lord. They're excited. They want to get baptized today, right now. I don't want to wait. I want to get baptized right now. And they do. They commit their lives to the Lord. But, but then things begin to get hard. This is the person that's described in the, the heart that is, that is stony. The word of God says they hear the word and they rejoice. You know, they're excited. They're enthusiastic. You know, they're encouraged. But then persecution arises. Offense arises. You know, they're offended at God because they were unaware or they were not prepared to let go of the idols in their hearts. Let go of the things of the world. Let go of the worldly mindsets and the worldly desires. They were unaware that Jesus was going to require for them to live holy. And so that offended them. And so what happens is many people walk away. They walk away and they go back. And so if you're out there and you've walked away from God because things got hard or you didn't like the fact that you had to lose people, family members, friends, childhood friends. You didn't you didn't like that. You feel like, man, why do I have to let go of fellowship or why do I have to let go with hanging out with this family member? Why do I have to stop coming over to this person's house? You don't like that. You don't understand why Jesus requires you to let those things go. Well, the first thing is. Jesus Christ requires holiness and not everybody that you are associated with is a benefit to your walk in Christ. And so if they're not pushing you to be more like God, then they're doing the opposite of that. If you're around ungodly family members, ungodly friends, excuse me, if you're around ungodly friends, then either they're converting you or you're converting them. And if they're not trying to pursue a relationship with God, then the likelihood is they're converting you. And so understand that whatever God requires, whatever standards that he sets, it is for our own good. It is for our own good. The word of God says that he makes all things work together for the good of them who are the call, who loves him according to his purpose. And so if he's asking you to Change the way you look, change the way you dress, change the way you talk, change who's in your circle, you know, change where you are, where you live, you know, stop watching this ungodly TV show. Stop listening to that artist over there, you know, stop doing these types of things to your body, with your body. Why? Because he's trying to make you a son. 
He's trying to buy you. He's not just trying to rent you. And that's the, the beauty of marriage. Marriage is not just simply you're, you with this person temporarily, but no, you're with this person with intentions of a lifetime commitment. Like, no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to test it out. I'm not trying to test the milk because they say, some say you got to test the milk before you buy it. No, no, that's not what God is doing. God is not calling people onto him for a temporary relationship. Although many are called, but few are chosen. You have to decide that you're not just going to be a, a called person, but no, I'm, I'm not just called, but I'm chosen. God is not in this just you know, for a temporary moment, you know, he's in this for the long run and he desires commitment with you and I. And so if you've gone back because the road ahead got hard, do know that he is married to the backsliders. You know, Paul talks about how it's impossible for one who was once in the body of Christ, who tasted of the heavenly gifts, who received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, got baptized, you know, saw the gifts of the spirit of God manifested, you know, angels and, you know, deliverance, just, just many different things that the Lord does. He says that it is impossible for that person to return back. And so when the Lord does call one back to him, it is considered a miracle. And so when the Lord calls us back to our first love, which is him, it's a miracle. It's a miracle and I can testify to that because I was, I was once a backslider, but by the Lord's mercies, his grace, his love for me, he gave me the ability to come back to him. And I thank him for not giving me over to a reprobate mind because you can get sealed in that state thinking that you're okay the way that you are. You know, the Lord can leave you to yourself, leave you to your own lustful desires. And you stay in that way and you feel convinced and persuaded that you're in right standing with God when you're not. And so it is a miracle when he does call you back. And so if you're in a state where you are backslidden, Jesus Christ wants to be reconciled with you. If you have your ring and you've pawned it, Go and get it back and be reconciled back to your first love so that he can truly change you from the inside out so that he can heal those deep parts of your heart that you're you're still battling with and holding on with. He wants to make you new. The word of God says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that if any man be in Christ, He is a new creature. Behold, I make all things new. Old things are passed away. And so he makes all things new. And you don't have to take on the self-condemnation feeling like, man, I'm already out here. I might as well stay out here. I'm, I'm, I'm too bad. I'm too bad. You know, the enemy will make you feel like you're better off in the world. And you're not. You already know how it was out there. Just like the children of Israel, they forgot how bad it was in Egypt. They were, they were lusting and longing to go back to Egypt because they thought about the, the vain thing, like, like the meat, the meat that they had, you know, but they forgot how they were being afflicted and oppressed. And that's what positioned them, positioned them to have to call out to God in the first place. They forgot though. 
And so many times we go back to the world because we forget what it was like being empty, being void, you know, going through the emotions of depression and suicide and anxiety and, and low self-esteem and insecurity. We, for, we forget what it was like feeling alone and like nobody understands our problem. Like we're out here alone. We forget. We forget the drama. We forget the chaos. We, 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 we forget the, the, the spirit of death that was around us. We forget what it was like. And so what happens is we go back. But God is calling you forth. He's calling you to come back. Return to your first love so that he can heal you from the inside out so that he can change your perspective so that he can change your heart, touch the deep parts of it and heal it and make it good. He wants to make you good. Do you know that God wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven? Do you know that he loves you so much? That's why he created you. You were not made. You were not made in vain. You were not a mistake. I don't know what your parents told you or those who you grew up with. I don't know what they told you. I don't know if you were bullied, but what I do know is that God loves you and that he made you in his image and in his likeness. He chose you to be his. He called you out to bring you in. He took you out of the world because he saw something in you. Like I said, many are called, but few are chosen. Not everybody is, 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 is chosen. You know, everybody's called to the marriage feast. Everybody's called, but there are some, they're going to show up in the wrong garment and they're not going to make it in. And so you can't let that be you. That cannot be you. Don't allow it to be you. And so I hope and pray that you are encouraged in Jesus name.